Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that has to add all the extra S's into Cobra Commander's transcripts, <laughs> codenamed Legion Cub. <laughs> Does it actually go into the teleprompter? I've always wondered. It's four S's. God help you if you only put three or five. Yeah. They test yeah, out yeah. the beauty transference machine on you if you screw it up. <laughs> it has been a rough week. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. And someday I will commit those to memory. But today is not that day. Uh, <laughs> Please check out the Needless Things YouTube channel, toy reviews every single week. Not many G.I. Joe reviews lately because there are no G.I. Joe toys coming out. Hopefully that'll change very, very soon. There have been uh, some. Well, yes, yeah, Super 7 is keeping us in, but I, I yes. still haven't. We'll get to this. I still haven't opened any of my reaction figures <laughs> except for the, uh, the sled, which, by the way, the review is available uh, there as well as so far. Uh, every primary release in the classified series has been reviewed on the needless things, YouTube channel as well. Uh, so we gotta, I want to open this up with something that when I initially saw it, I have to admit, I wasn't particularly excited. Uh, but as more things have come together as O-ring has started to become more than just a twinkle and a couple of companies' eyes and is an actual thing returning to the marketplace, I have found call sign Longbow uh, from Grindstone Toys to be more and more appealing every time it sort of comes to my attention. And there, there's uh, the Kickstarter has not launched yet. It launches in May, but there are little bits and pieces and details and things are coming together. We're getting more information about this, and I get... You know, having new G.I. Joe O-rings sitting right beside me, knowing uh, about Operation Recall, knowing that this is imminent, uh, it just kind of gets me a little more excited. And and honestly, the fact that the Hasbro O-rings are not going to be plentiful, are not going to be uh, as expansive, apparently, as we were hoping... Uh, now, granted, we still have Yojo June ahead of us, so who knows? Maybe Hasbro will surprise us, and we'll see 20 new O-ring figures uh, for those premium prices. But until then, I, this is something that I'm getting more interested in as each day goes by. So Call Sign Longbow is an upcoming line of all-new retro-style O-ring action figures and accessories uh, set during the closing years of the Cold War, which, by the way, I like that they're establishing an era uh, one, it gives them something to kind of anchor the ideas to. And two, obviously, for the target audience they're going after, that's a very nostalgic time period for us. And, right. and is essentially, uh, now, now, obviously, we love our 90s Joe fans, and, and, and we all like have 90s Joe figures that we like. But for most of us here, 86, 87, 88 were kind of the waning years of Joe for us in a way. And a lot of fans our age are like that. And it's almost like this is picking up post 86, 87 Joe. Yeah, by, like there's by, these character designs that we've seen thus far from the one 
figure mock-up and from the from the artwork uh these would fit in just perfectly in those years of gi joe absolutely and that's like that 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 the fact that they've taken that point in history and set it as their anchor shows me like these guys are us they know what they're doing and they know how to appeal to uh to their their aging demographic with (laughs) too much disposable income apparently uh so the newest announcement here, and I will, we'll start with the, the top one first, because this is very interesting to me. So they have actually partnered up with Marauder Task Force, and they will be releasing some of the more popular designs from the Marauder Task Force figures as O-ring callsign longbow figures. That's fascinating to me. Yep. Yeah. So if, if for the listeners, if you somehow don't know, uh, Marauder Gunrunners is, how do you describe, is it a line? I guess it's a line, right? Yeah. It's kind of the I, ultimate. Because they do have, they do have um, waves of figures. Like there, there are, you can build your own figure because you can buy body parts. You can buy, you know, full bodies, just torsos, just legs, hands, different armor, Different, different masks, different. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like, it's the ultimate one eighteenth scale military customization toy. Yeah, but I even just since we've learned about them from doing the podcast, there are pieces that were available back when we started that they don't carry anymore. Which, which I think is very smart. Are, you yeah. you create. Uh, you know, FOMO, we've talked about it before, fear of missing out. FOMO is a very important tool for the toy manufacturer. And mm-hmm. by retiring pieces in that way, and, and you know, they may, they may bring them back from time to time. Who knows? But you never know, like, when a piece will become unavailable. So there is that, uh, you know, you go to their website and it takes a long time to get to look at everything they have available. But there is that feeling of, well, if I see it now... I better go ahead and get it because you don't know when a, a, a head, a portrait, a set of arms, a particular colorway or whatever is going to be retired uh, or, or, you know, put into storage for a, a mm-hmm. period of time. Uh, so, so apparently some of the, uh, well, I'll just read the release because it's not very long. Uh, Grindstone Toys is excited to announce that we are partnering with the legendary Marauder Gunrunners to bring Marauder Task Force Retro Ops, which I, I like that too, that they're just straightforward retro ops. That's just cool. I like it. Uh, to the Call Sign Longbow Kickstarter campaign later this year. These stretch goals start with a simple premise. What would an MTF figure look like if it had been produced in the 1980s? That was our goal as we have taken some of Marauder's best-selling figures of all time and retroized the design to fi- fit the longbow aesthetic. I think that word is supposed to be aesthetic. Uh, these figures will play great with all of your favorite vintage figures. There are a number of typos in here. Guy, uh, longbow guys, let's, let's clean this up. Uh, but these are going to be stretch goals, which I think is, again, very, very smart because... Uh, if you look at examples like, for instance, the RoboSkull campaign, some of their stretch goals were just as enticing. Well, and the Sky Striker campaign, for that matter, mm-hmm. those stretch goals are just as enticing as the primary campaign itself. And for a lot of people, 
these Marauder, these retro ops figures are going to be the the key, are going to be the, oh, well, now I have to do this. Uh, all right. So as you guys were looking at this, what were some things that kind of jumped out at you about whether it's about the character designs, about the potential of the campaign or whatever? Once I saw that they were hooked up with Marauder Task Force, first thing that popped into my head is the quality on these figures are going to be as equally good, if not better than what you're seeing on toy shelves. Now, because the quality of Marauders is phenomenal. I own a lot of, of their stuff. Um, and I can't imagine them teaming up with a company that's going to put out an inferior product. Well, and that's the thing, is that being able to, to throw Marauders out there, uh, it adds a, a much needed level of legitimacy to the whole thing. Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on Marauders because I don't <clears throat> I don't know any, but uh, I just have been loving all of the character designs and the artwork. Um, that's gotten me really excited. Some of these are actually similar to characters that I kind of envisioned when I was a kid, ones that I kind of created. Um, the specifically the uh, the VSV Assault Trooper, um, Vasil Mayasnik Devia. It's uh, something very Russian uh, name wise. Yeah. looks almost identical to a character that I created that was like a, like a secret agent character who wore the mask, but also more like fatigue type costume. So I really, I'm really liking those designs. And again, I mentioned these would fit right in with, uh, with those Joes from when I was still a collector. Yeah. Every design that, and they're kind of scrolling past here mm-hmm. as I look at the page, but every one of these designs is it really is kind of the the best of gi joe to me because they're not over the top design wise they're not crazy but they're very unique each one is unique recognizable it feels like a character but then they also oh here it is uh, vasil miasnik oh it's gone it moved yeah fast. yeah you can you can <laughs> you can scroll left and right you can drag and drop uh, or drag just drag them around oh okay i was afraid if i clicked on it it would take me to a different page so yes yeah. vasil miasnik dev yev wow and then <laughs> they've straight up made russia the villains in this which is great because you've got russian soldiers you've got spetsnaz um you have a troop builder, I guess. And that's the force multiplier, the fang instigator. Well, um, which I love because you have, you know, actual Russian troops. Right. But then you also have these people that look like they were recruited from like just the common people who are out there just to start. Like he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but almost has like a Viper-like design with those arm bracers. Well, yeah, like he like th- that could have been a a particular Viper. You know, right of some right. sort he's and, he's like the he's like the crowd viper and they do have a character that's very close to lady j um, very very <laughs> close <laughs> yeah she's she's the one that i i think is a little too on the nose for uh she's almost almost looks like a lady j update hairstyle yeah. uh the 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 outfit she's wearing and everything so out of these, do you have, you mentioned uh, the guy whose name none of us can pronounce properly, but uh, is, uh, would you call him your favorite? Do you have a favorite amongst these? 
Uh, I would say him and the Fang Instigators are probably the two that, that stuck out the most um, of the ones that are scrolling on here. But there's some other artwork on the uh, on the main page that I really like a lot too, which are the I guess the the hero characters we're seeing. Yeah, I'm trying to scroll here. Okay, I where's Coyote? Well, yeah, I, okay, that's the one I love that out to me. I love Lamar Boxcar Westbrook. He has a cool look. Uh, he looks like Stalker in Gung Ho had a baby, <laughs> uh, which is fine by me. Uh, I like uh, his his design. Again, it is very military. It's not outlandish, but he has enough unique elements that he's recognizable as like, oh, this is a specific character. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's more. I, did, I guess these guys weren't scrolling earlier. I just and then because uh, now I'm seeing the. The outlaw over B, the one that's kind of like, I guess your your snake eyes slash uh, yes. shockwave. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dillard Coyote Hastings. I like him because he's a little thicker guy. Like he's bigger, thicker, and he's got a mustache. Yeah. Yep. But you're right, Kath- Catherine Stinger Hughes. <laughs> very, very Lady J. But that's okay because it, she's. Uh, she is, but she's not. Like she again right. has enough elements to to separate her out. And then this Sergey Tank Pukov looks like the mechanic from Indiana Jones. <laughs> I like it. Uh, just really cool designs. Like just sitting here looking at these right now it gets me even more excited about like actually seeing these figures in O ring form. And then you've got you. We have the one shot. Uh, on kind of the splash panel for the Kickstarter uh, of whichever one of the figure, whichever one of the characters that is. Let's see. That is, he's not on the scroll here, I don't think. I think he is. I feel like I saw a guy. Well, maybe not. I, no. No, I thought I saw a guy that looked like that, but I guess I did not. There's another guy with a beret, you know. Like, Very, you know I love uh, my berets. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> he's a, he's an old guy. Uh, but, I mean, looks great. They've got – it's just – it has the look. Like you said, uh, he definitely looks like if Joe had not veered off into the more fantastical territory that it did, he looks like he could have followed, you know, 86, 87. Yeah. I mean, he, he kind of has Lieutenant Falcon kind of vibes to him, so – just with a, with a few more splashes of color. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, uh, I read somewhere that they have wrist articulation. Uh, swivels at the wrists. You know, looking at the at least the artwork, they are designed where they either have gloves or they all have long sleeves. So that is very possible. Well, not boxcar. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. That would be cool. Uh, but I'm very excited for the Kickstarter uh, Kickstarter to launch, so we can find out more about these characters. More obviously, pricing is going to be key. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I fully expect these to to be twenty five bucks a piece. I, I don't see how a crowdfunded item can come in under that. Uh, but I don't know. It could be one of the deals where, you know, if you go all in, you get some kind of much much better deal on everything. Uh, I'll be curious to see how the tiers work. I, I 
I, I really want to know more about this campaign, and I'm very excited for it. Well, well and with Hasbro charging $22 at this point. Right. Time, well, that's, that's what I'm saying own, is 25 is not bad for a, an entirely newly sculpted figure uh, of a character you've never had before. And yeah. we don't know what accessories are going to look like. Uh, we don't know. There's so much we don't know, and I'm excited to find out. Uh, and we will, I guess, be discussing that on our. Depending on when it launches in May, maybe our second May episode, uh, we'll have some more news on that. one. Mm-hmm. But until then, uh, unless you guys have any more thoughts about Call Sign Longbow, then we will move on to another fascinating campaign that's happening. And that is Operation Recall, which we've talked about uh, a couple of times on the show without having very much information because both times we thought we were going to cover it, <laughs> it got delayed. Uh, and the reason that it's been delayed, um, well, Noel, you, I think you originally had that information about what's going on with that. Uh, I, I may have at one point known why it was delayed. I'm not remembering right now. I just know it's, that it's, there are, they were inactive and I don't know what the current status is. They were in active talks with Hasbro to make this an official part of GI Joe. Okay. I, that, that actually is news to me. I was oh, okay, okay. That. I thought you had brought that to my attention. Um, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's, that's really cool to know that, especially no, knowing Carson and how much he is, you know, it, how much of his heart is going into all this. Right, I, how I could not be happier for him. Um, and also just getting everybody on board the way they have. I mean, that's it's unprecedented. And, and to update everybody on the information that we do have available, uh, let's see here. Uh, Operation Recall's roots date back to 1989 when a naive but ambitious 10-year-old set out to design his very own action figure. And that's when you go to OperationRecall.com, the first thing you see uh, are is, is this figure, sketches, uh, sort of a prototype, a kit bash, of this figure that Carson Metaxas designed when he was 10, uh, that, that has this little carrier pigeon accessory. Uh, it's, it's really cool because we all did stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his artwork was a lot better when he was 10 than mine was at 10. <laughs> his is a lot better at 10 than mine is at 45. <laughs> uh, So the mission brief in 1989, the toy wars were in full force on the battle lines were the likes of Kirk Bazigian, Ron Rudat, Larry Hama, Ed Morrill, Doug Hart, and Bill Merkling. These intrepid toy warriors produced countless action figures, which are still celebrated today as the decades wore on and the toy wars cooled. They each received an honorable discharge, having performed their duties well and having faithfully executed the mission to entertain a generation. So, Basically, Carson Metaxas, who is give us a, a brief give give us an elevator pitch of who Carson Metaxas is. So Carson runs uh, 3D Joe's. He has been uh, collecting, of course, and well, photographing. He is a photographer by trade, taking photographs three three dimensional photographs of all of his GI Joe toys from his own personal collection, uh, as well as compiling artwork from all of the different eras of the Real American Hero. Um, timeline uh, and putting together some amazing compendiums of course the art the art of gi joe book that we mentioned recently was is his that's that came from his 
brain as well. Um, but uh, 3D Joe's, of course, has become an invaluable resource for us as yojo.com has been uh, slowly withering away. Becoming more uh, rickety and unreliable as each day passes. And, and also uh, to let you know, if you didn't, Carson is a member of The Finest, the G.I. Joe costuming organization, um, which is uh, how I first met him. Um, he does a fantastic Falcon actually using his father's fatigues oh, wow. uh, from Vietnam. So uh, that's pretty cool that he, he's actually able to wear them and got uh, some official artwork done of him in his costume from when we were at one of our uh, photo shoots in Charleston a few years back. Um, but said he is a true, I mean, like, uh, in, in all my time, uh, you know, with the GI Joe community, he's one of the, the biggest, like truest fans of GI Joe I've ever met. I mean, it's been something that has been with him obviously through his entire life. It's right. something he has always dedicated himself to. And, uh, obviously he's managed to during this time, meet all of his childhood heroes who, when you're 10 years old, you don't know who uh, Kirk Wazigian is or right, Larry right. Hama really is. You might have seen his name if you're reading the comics, but that's pretty much the extent you know of him. Um, but to grow up and, and, and become friends with Ron Rudat and, and all these folks and, and to be able to you know, get their, their, you know, their talents back together to put together a project like this, it's, it's mind-blowing. So I'm, you know, I'm jealous <laughs> in, in, a, in a way, because of course, as, as I shared on the show not too long ago, I also uh, designed many of my own Joe toys back in the day and uh, would have loved to have seen something like this happen at well, some point. Noel, there's good news for you on that we front, though. We have a surprise! <laughs> what? <laughs> you can submit one of your Joe designs from when you were a kid to Operation Recall to be uh, judged and potentially used as a character, which is wild. Mm -hmm. uh, how what, how long is that going through? It's through May thirty first, so you can you can submit um, sketches, three D art, however you know character uh, profiles, like what digitally. basically whatever elements you have. Yep. And they, as a team, will kind of take a look at it, see how much potential it has. Uh, and if they like it, they'll, you know, dress it up Joe style and use it in the line, which is crazy. And it's just open. Like, you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have yeah. to. You know, well, you, you might have to sign up for the email or whatever, but like, you don't have to give them your credit card number. Like, none of that. They just are open for this because of how much these individuals all love, you know, not just GI Joe, but this format of collectible. Right. Yep. And uh, listeners just do be aware, like super great opportunity. I think all of us are going to be submitting, um, but do be aware that when you submit, uh, when you read the rules, there is a part on there. You are signing away yeah. any potential yeah, yeah. rights to this figure. So please don't go into this thinking, oh, this is my opportunity. Right. It's your opportunity to get a figure made because you love this figure and if, you want if, to see it made. If you send in your concept for Sergeant Butterbuster <laughs> in the yellow camo 
And then 10 years from now, Sergeant Butterbuster shows up in a G.I. Joe movie. You are not getting a dime. Right. And at the right. same time, too, if you decide independently you're going to produce a Sergeant Butterbuster figure. You uh, can't. You cannot. <laughs> so so keep that in mind. This is all like, but but that's typically how these things go. It's, it's how it right. was with... Uh, you know, when Mattel did the Masters mm-hmm. of the Universe Classics 30th anniversary stuff, all of those kids that sent in the designs for those figures were signing them over to Mattel. Like, yeah. the, it was basically just because Scott Knightlick is a good human being, he did the the creator of Fearless Photog a courtesy of saying, hey, we're making your figure now. We'll send you one. If you'd like, we'll hype you up as part of the campaign. But he didn't have to do any of that because that was just, that's how it goes. So for this, if you have a character that like you deeply love and have plans for, don't send it in to Operation Recall. (laughs) Hang on to that thing and do your own Kickstarter for Sergeant but what I call it, butter well, blaster. I don't know. I'm thinking we need to make Sergeant Butterbuster a thing. Now. Butterbuster. I think you're right. I need to. Uh, I need to get somebody to mock up some art for Sergeant Butterbuster, and he's he's going on a future Audible interlude T-shirt. Which, by the way, if you visit the Needless Things uh, store on T Public, you can get yourself an Audible interlude podcast uh, T-shirt, which we would love to see folks wearing them at Joe fest. We will be there. And uh, as a matter of fact, I will have some prizes to give away to anybody that I see in an audible interlude t-shirt, not including Nolan Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So yeah, very exciting. Uh, More to come on operation recall soon, but what we know so far uh, again, it's the, this, this whole O-ring thing is just sort of, happening at the same time it's almost like this zeitgeist thing that's happening where these companies are well and and we can't leave out the fact that skeletron is producing o-ring figures to go along with the robo skull uh you gotta think more are coming from marauders because they're involved with the robo skull and with call sign longbow so you gotta think they have their own plans a lot of stuff going on if you're a fan of O-rings. And and if and if the Skeletron uh, project taught us anything, these these Kickstarters and and other projects like this are going to be successful. Yes, yes, 100. percent Because people people are dying for this stuff. Uh, the the Joe, I mean, it it really is more military toy fandom, but it's powered by Joe fandom. And the Joe fandom right now is as strong as it's been in a very long time. And we are thirsty, my friends. <laughs> uh, all right, real quick. I just want to mention, uh, I was on, you know, his is one of my favorite stops in my sort of daily internet routine. The conversations there are always entertaining, but I get so much information from there. One of the pieces of information I got recently uh, is about a company. It, it's www.gtbag.com. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because when I went through over the past couple of years, all of these vintage O-ring Joes that I've been amassing, as I clean them up or take them apart or whatever, I've been putting them into just Ziploc snack bags. 
And I learned, don't do that. Uh, there is acid in those bags that will damage your figures. Don't keep any of your action figures in regular Ziploc bags. It's bad. So you want to go to www.gtbag.com and they have a wide selection of acid-free Ziploc bags. Uh, I ordered... I ended up ordering a thousand because it was the, it met needs versus pricing. Like that was where it balanced out for me uh, of three inch by five inch Ziploc bags. But here's where they really impressed. Cause this is like a big legit company. It's not like they're a supplier. They're not like some little smaller organization. Like they're a, they're a big company that makes lots of different things like this. So I placed my order and like later that day, I got an email saying, I'm so sorry to inform you that we're out of stock on the product that you ordered. However, and this is like a person, this was not a forum email. This was written by a person. However, we do have the hole punched bags in stock. If that's acceptable, they, they like, they normally retail for more, but we'll send you those in place of what you ordered for no extra cost. If you're okay with that, oh, wow. uh, it, you know, if, if the sooner you reply, the sooner we'll go ahead with your transaction. I immediately replied and immediately got a return email saying, thank you so much for the quick response. Your order will ship out tomorrow. And these came in like two days and they are like, when you feel them, they're thick, quality plastic bags like when you go to conventions because obviously the listeners can't see this but you guys can see it it's got the peg already punched or the peg hole punched in the top but like when you go to conventions and you see figures hanging this is the kind of bag that they're in the prices for a thousand of these i thought the price was very reasonable uh i don't know that i'll ever have a thousand vintage joes to put in them yeah, I'm looking uh, at it right I, now. It's what, like $26.99 for a thousand two mils with a hang hole? Yes. So yeah, I mean that's 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 a great price. That's Very a lot reasonable. less than I was expecting. Very uh, reasonable. And then you can get free shipping if you spend 35. And I'm now just looking over at all my Joes that are all in regular Ziploc bags that I've amassed through all of my Lego acquisitions. Get them out of there. Yeah. I'm, get them out I'm, of there. I think I'm going to not get off of this call tonight before ordering these. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, you know, the, the, they have many, many different sizes. So if you've got Marvel legends, if you've got, you know, six inch scale, eight inch scale, whatever uh, they've got lots of different sizes. So every collector, if you've got stuff in storage, go to gtbag.com and get what you need. Uh, it, it's, I, th the feeling of relief as I transferred, cause I've already transferred all my Joe's I've still got, um, some other lines, Dukes of Hazard, Indiana Jones, uh, some Star Wars stuff that I've got to transfer. But having that done just made me feel so much better. And now they're all in these great bags, which, by the way, the other cool thing about these bags is they uh, slot in very nicely. Like if you put them sideways into a container, they, they're firm. So you can just slot them all in they're great these things are great so for the listeners and and for you guys get yourselves some gt bags and thank you to uh his tank for bringing these to my attention 
All right. Back to toys. My current favorite toy company, Super 7. They just keep doing it, folks. So we did not get to talk about this because our last episode was released on April 1st. Uh, if, if, you, if you caught Sweet Interlude, uh, a strawberry shortcake podcast, if you didn't, please go back and check out our April 1st episode. Uh, on that day, Super 7 released some of my favorite G.I. Joe toys of all time. The, the PSA collection, which consists of I'm a computer mutt with accompanying uh, strange dog, because that's not Junkyard. <laughs> it's right. the strange dog from the PSA. Uh, and body massage roadblock with his wire handler tongs, both uh, special editions that are that are just available as these PSA PSA figures. Now, obviously, there's we've already got a roadblock. I think that's available now as part of Wave Three, a regular roadblock, and I'm sure a regular mutton junkyard are are coming very very soon. But for right now, you've got these two PSA releases that, at first glance, were April Fool's jokes. But they're not. They're real. And if you ordered uh, directly from Super 7 and went ahead and paid their exorbitant shipping fees, then you already have them in hand, probably. I ordered mine from Big Bad Toy Store because I only wanted to pay the $4 shipping. And I, if I was going to be reviewing these on the Needless Things YouTube channel, I would have ordered from Super 7. But these, these stay on the card for me. Because once you take these off the card, they're just G.I. Joe figures. Yeah, just figures. Right. So these, these are going to go into cases and get hung up on the wall. So I didn't feel an urgency to get them soon. Uh, and they also released a body massage T-shirt that glows in the dark, uh, a body massage enamel pen, and a I'm a computer enamel pen. Uh, and then also the skateboard, oh, a body massage hat that also glows in the dark. Uh, and then this skateboard, which I didn't notice at first, but I absolutely love. Uh, it's a G.I. Joe gung-ho themed skateboard, but the quote on it, which goes along very much with, with Super 7's ethics and mission statement, don't judge people until you give them a chance. Gung-ho. And that's awesome. And I have no need for a skate deck at all i have nowhere to hang it i have nothing to do with it but i kind of want this thing because i love that message so much uh and also just because it's a gi joe skateboard deck uh but this this does give me hope that by next year they'll be able to produce a blowtorch figure so i can finally get that pork chop sandwiches (laughs) they've got to do they have to do pork chop pork chop sandwiches i mean that's that's probably the most iconic one except for maybe the body massage i think body massage and pork chop sandwiches are like neck and neck yeah uh i would probably put pork chop sandwiches first personally but i think body massage may realistically (laughs) have a slight edge i i don't know they're both great but it was very smart of super seven to not do both of them the first year right right you gotta save your big guns you gotta dole them out slowly uh speaking of super seven we also have currently available i think in stock this isn't even a pre-order 
I'm double checking that. Yeah, they were. I think they were available. I was looking yes. today on the website. As of today, these are in stock. Uh, the Sunbow Baroness in her black uniform. Cobra Commander. It just says Cobra Commander toy colors. So it's the same darker sculpt blue. as the existing Cobra Commander, but in the darker blue toy colors. Uh, Firefly in comic book colors, which is the like blue and gray. Uh, Snake Eyes version two, which is in the cartoon version, as he was seen in, I guess, season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Roadblock, it just says Roadblock, but he looks. It's T1 Roadblock. But I'm trying to decide if I think he's Sunbow or comics. I think he's more Sunbow, right? Yeah, I think he's Sunbow. Yeah. He's got the orange pants. Well, and he's got the rifle. Yeah. He's got the he's got the laser rifle. Uh, and then uh Flint, who is definitely Sunbow with the laser rifle. Uh, these are all fantastic. I, I will own them all. And then beyond that, though, we have the troop builders, which I'm trying to remember. Did we discuss these? At the no. beginning of the month? No, because no. these, I think these had gotten, I shared these images. It may have been after April 1st. I can't remember when they actually came through. Okay. So we have, again, two sets of troop builders, nine Cobra Snakelings, and nine G.I. Joe combat engineers that are all female. Uh, very unique exciting designs because again when you put the deep cuts out early to me it shows your commitment to the brand so when you guys look at these snakelings because we have three different skin tones and among those three different skin tones three different accessories this is awesome if you're, I, I feel bad for you if you're a completist. <laughs> right, right. Let's see, I can't quite get a decent... Uh, Christian or Noel, can you take a look and tell us what those accessories are? My so yeah, we have, for the snakelings, we have a wrench. We have what appears to be a blowtorch. And then what looks like just a regular laser rifle. Yeah. Um, for the uh, Joe soldiers, we have the standard laser rifle. Um, we have a smaller, like, laser pistol and a satchel. Um, and then we have, that's the laser rifle again, it looks like. So, yeah, it looks like the laser rifle appears in two of them. Or maybe that's a slightly different gun. Maybe that's, that's so more like Ricondo's gun. I've zoomed in on this. I figured out how to zoom in because I'm an old, old man that doesn't understand how computers work. Oh, we got M16 too. Okay. It looks like the snakelings, the one with the wrench, it looks like there's like also a flashlight or something in there too. If you look above the wrench in the packaging, there's like a silver, maybe it's a hammer. Oh yeah. It looks like a hammer. Okay. Wow, they, uh, these are great. I love these. And what I've been doing with these troop builders is I order three. I'll pick a either a skin tone or a color variation, a weapon variation. Like I'll kind of get one of each. Like I'll pick 
the black guy with the blowtorch, the white mustache guy with the wrench, and the the tan beard guy with the gun. Like I'll 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 get sort of one of each variation mm-hmm. in that way. Because I do like like these are and look for the listeners, I know people are very, very divided on these. There are people out there who absolutely hate these. They think they're terrible. They think they're like shameful to G.I. Joe or something. And I don't feel that way at all. I think right now these are my favorite G.I. Joe toys that are happening. But I do understand people who don't care for these. Now, I think they're being a little overdramatic about their dislike for them. But I get you don't it. Don't say G.I. Joe collectors are being overdramatic <laughs> about something that's never yeah, happened. In, inconceivable. <laughs> um, but I get it because so many of us, again, to, to for, for Joe fans our age, G.I. Joe drew us away from Star Wars because of the articulation. I get it. And while I don't necessarily need these to have more articulation, I do totally understand the the price point is preposterous. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous, but I love these so much. I just don't care. And I don't own, but a couple of them. Um, I have some other super seven reactions uh, from other lines, but for me, you're buying, it's not, it's not the figure you're buying a figure. And as you mentioned, you don't, you haven't opened the packages on a lot of these because and, you're, and I intend to, I just haven't. Well, it's, it's, but you get that whole package. You get this nostalgic, yes. this nostalgic, this nostalgic package with fantastic art. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking at my Christmas Optimus Prime right now. It's in front of me right now. And it's just, it's a beautiful package. I, I'm never going to open this thing because it, it just takes it down so many pegs once you do. Well, and, and, and also part of the price point with these for me is the warm, fuzzy feelings I get knowing that Super 7 is out there, that they get it, that they're making these for us. Right. Because you're never going to get an official Hasbro snakeling figure. And you are never going to get Hasbro to make army builders in that many different varieties. I mean, when you, when you, just look at how many Super 7 is put out between the Sailors, the Cobra Troopers. So I, you know, it's, uh, I don't collect reaction. I collect enough other stuff. Right, but right. I absolutely applaud them and, and think that the price point is, is what it is in order for them to be able to do stuff like this. It's, it's excessive, but it's justified. Like if I, I, I think if I it's had a more USS justified flag, than a $22 Hasbro made. I right. agree with that. Right, right. I really do. Look, if I had a USS flag, uh, I, I would be decking it out with all those sailor uh, figures. Right? How great. And one day I will once again own a USS flag. <laughs> it will happen. Uh, so I probably need to stockpile sailors because how awesome would it be to have your flag on your coffee. Well, I don't know. That'd be a big coffee table. How awesome would it be to have your flag? To, you get rid of your bed and you just put your flag there <laughs> and you have a, a 20 of those sailors just all over the flag. Oh man. I will. And I would have loved that when I was a kid, because 
it actually kind of bothered me that I didn't have enough sea oriented crew to fill the flag up. Right. Cause I've seen people who have taken, they've had their, they get their shipwreck or their topside figures and they swap out heads with other Joe's. So they'll have like an army yes. of other sailors, but that's a very expensive thing to do right there. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so as, as I was rebagging my Joe's, I realized I actually have four cutters. So I think what I'm going to do is get some extra heads, put them on those cutter bodies and, and, uh, get a crew for my killer whale. Mm-hmm. And I, I just haven't decided yet which heads I want to use. I don't think I've got an extra shipwreck. Well, cutter cutter. Yeah. Cutter's a ball joint head, right? Yeah. No, he's a swivel. He's a swivel head. He's a swivel. So, so he I was bet- 85, but he was a swivel. It's a, it's a project I'm considering. Uh, uh, so yeah, the super seven, I, I love them. And, and, and look, Yes, they're they cost a lot, but the the reward for me is there. I, the figures are for what they are, they're perfect. They're perfectly executed. The paint, the sculpt, the accessories, everything is exactly right. Like I have no complaints about that. You know, every the time artwork, I walk into a Target and I see them, I am so tempted to walk out of there. So it's like the major blood it looks so great and the the storm shadow looks fantastic and it's just like and they're they're moving too. Every target yeah. that I go to has different stock every time that I go in. There's always the, the snake eyes is always there. Yeah, the blue snake eyes still there, but I still I stick with this. I will say this every episode until he's gone. I still maintain that blue snake eyes a year from now is going to be selling for like 60 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, get it, I don't get see- it now if you're experiencing FOMO. My, my the target nearest to me only has like three of those snake eyes left. I mean, and they they can't keep the other ones on the shelves, right? It's yeah. like people see it immediately, they've got that recognition and they buy them up. So, uh, we we love Super Seven, what they're doing is fantastic. Can't wait to see this first wave of ultimates in a couple of months ish. Uh, but I love the fact that also, as you mentioned before, we're seeing these figures, we're seeing the, we're seeing the announcements. And then days later, we're having these, they're they're available available to buy and they're arriving quickly. So we're not waiting 18 months for toys like we are with Hasbro. Absolutely. And that, (laughs) you know, that goes into my justification of the price tag as well. I can get this right now. And not wait till March of 2023. Although I will, I will throw this out there once again, uh, that those release dates that Hasbro has put out, I, in my opinion, are worst case scenarios. I believe anything that's been announced March 2023, we will probably see before the end of the year. Um, and my just well, more more justification for that opinion is. I today I found a Boba Fett figure in Target that has a current release date of August 2022. Oh. And this is what's happening is people are start like there are Star Wars Black Series figures that have like a July release date that people are finding now. Uh Hasbro has managed to get the newest wave of Thor Love and Thunder Love and Love and Thunder Love and Thunder <laughs> Marvel Legends 
they're hitting stores now. People didn't even know this wave was happening and they're hitting stores. I think Hasbro is just being careful with managing expectations, which is uh, going back to the old, you mentioned Scott Knightlick again, because he is the toy guru. That was his catchphrase back when he was running DC Universe Classics and Masters of the Universe Classics was manage your expectations. And I think Hasbro has kind of figured out that they need to do that. So as frustrated as we are now, knowing we're waiting till May, March of 2023 for certain things, how happy will we be when we get those things months earlier? Although when they start, when those pre-orders start hitting our bank accounts unexpectedly, <laughs> I don't know how happy I'm going to be about that, but. I, uh, I, I know it's really apropos of nothing of what we're talking about, but it just reminded me, I shared it with you guys, but I walked into a Target the other day and there was an Alley Viper sitting on the shelf and the hang tag above it said 1999 G.I. Joe Classified and I scanned it and that's how much that thing cost in the store. And I was tempted, but I was like, I already have two. I'm going to put this back for another collector. So they're out there. I'm seeing the gung-ho in just about every target I'm, I'm in nowadays. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the gung-ho in two of the four targets that I go to. I still have not seen bats or alley vipers in a store at all. Nope. Yeah. So I'm sure if, if they keep that shipment up, we'll start seeing those a little bit more often, but uh, uh, well here, I think, I think that they're hitting and that just people are buying every single right. one that they see when they see them. Well, hopefully, hopefully people will stop buying the ones that they don't need anymore and they'll be right. more readily available. <laughs> like they, like we saw with some of the other figures, but uh, not all of them. Uh, all right. So moving on to a different company doing interesting things with GI Joe, uh, we finally got official images for the 3-0 Firefly. Uh, as some of you may know, Firefly is my favorite G.I. Joe character overall. Uh, I, I'm looking right now, actually, at a sketch of Firefly that my lovely wife procured for me from Mr. Larry Hama when I could not go to a convention. Uh, she She called me up on the phone. And she said, I didn't even know she was taking my son to the, this is years ago. I didn't even know they were going to the convention. Uh, she calls me up on the phone. She says, Hey, who's your favorite GI Joe character? And I was like, Firefly, why? And she sort of, I hear her sort of say, he said, Firefly, Could you Firefly, which one is Firefly? <laughs> and I was like, he's the saboteur. He's in gray camo. He's a Cobra guy. And she repeats this and she says, okay, Larry Hama's drawing you a Firefly. I was like, what? <laughs> and I got home because I was at work. I wasn't able to go to the convention and it killed me because this was the first opera. This was years ago. This was the first opportunity I ever had to meet Larry Hama and ended up having to work. So she went and got me this sketch of uh firefly who larry hama had to be reminded who he was that's awesome. which i love that's, that's the surprising part because i would have figured he would have remembered firefly at the time i mean this this was possibly 10 years ago maybe more so and you got to think at the time i don't know that he was even doing no he wasn't ID, doing he yeah wasn't he wasn't doing, doing anything yet. at the time nope so it, the, all that stuff Look, as a 45-year-old man, I can tell you right now, if you're not actively engaged with things, your brain puts them away, uh, which is why this podcast has been such a great experience for me, because 
all of this information, like things that I don't remember, things that had been in cold storage in my brain for so long, uh, because I, I was, you know, I've always, you guys have seen it. I've always had my GI Joe collection, but I haven't always been actively engaged with GI Joe. So it's been a whole different level, but anyway, Firefly, my favorite guy, three zero. This actually infuriates me because I have to buy this, but that's the problem with any toy line is once you buy one, you've broken mm-hmm. the seal. What do you guys think of this thing? As soon, I, I'm very happy to hear that story about your wife, because as soon as I saw him, the first thought I had is, will Phantom invite Mrs. Phantom to the wedding of him in this fireball <laughs> figure? Because I don't think there will be room for anything else in his life. That, she, like, she'll, me, under, this is, she'll understand too. This is what you saw when you were playing with that original fire fly figure as yes. a kid. Uh, and, and see what I like about it is it's very faithful to the original design, but it is modernized. But these, if you look at it, like really the only things that stand out to me is being particularly sort of modern updates are the shoulder pads and the forearm gauntlets. The forearm gauntlets appear to be removable. I don't know about the shoulder pads, but but I like it in the form that it's in. I'm fine with that. But really the biggest things that stand out are those forearm gauntlets. Uh, is, is being a little weird, but he's got the traditional backpack. He's got the dynamite rolled up with the cell phone or whatever, the timer attached to it. He's got some kind of green concoction bomb. He's got goggles. Uh, he's got, it's, it's great. It's perfect. And three zero, they've been nailing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if and this had been the design that Hasbro had used for the classified figure. Oh my gosh! Everybody I, I would feel have been... like that. Firefly would be like yes, the figure that everybody in classifieds talks about. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I wasn't even like I wasn't even a big fan of the classified Firefly. It took me a while to even pick pick one up. Uh, this figure is a much better overall design. Yes, and just I mean everything on it, the detailing it on it, the texturing on it. Like I'm looking at this thing, and it looks like somebody wearing a costume. It doesn't even look like yeah. it's an action figure in a lot of these. A lot yeah, of these look shots. at look at his undershirt, like that yeah. turtleneck he has on. Uh, all the different belts and and holsters and everything. It's it's phenomenal, and it drives me a little bit crazy because I know Mezco is doing one as well. They teased it. They have not announced mm-hmm. it yet officially. Uh, but I've, I've got to get this one, too, because I have Fireflies. My guy, I actually have a custom Firefly uh, 1-6 scale figure that I made because they didn't do one in the Hall of Heroes. Now, Sideshow did one, but I believe he came out right after the Sideshow stuff got just too expensive for me to justify anymore. But that brings me to the price of this figure, which is for modern t- times, $169.99 for a one six scale figure with this level of detail, a licensed one six scale figure with this level of detail, very reasonable. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm in, I've got it pre-ordered from big bad toy already. I think it looks fantastic. I love his angry. 
eyes, everything about him is, is absolutely great. So looking at this, is there a character that 3-0 could produce that you guys wouldn't be able to resist? <laughs> That's a tough one because, I mean, I, I'm not collecting anything 12-inch scale. This is not a price point that I am uh, often willing to shell out for, a, for an action figure. However, but they might tempt me with a good scrap iron. Oh yeah. Oh, and dude, think about how they would do scrap iron. Yeah. With, you know, using soft goods for that, like flak jacket. Yeah. Uh, having the rocket launcher with it. I'm sure that would tip the price up a little bit because it's a large accessory, but, but it would be worth it because think about, Think about a one-sixth scale version of his rocket launcher, all of the detail, everything that would go into it, J even just the rockets. Think about like probably the rivets and panels and stuff that would be on those. Yeah, yeah. Think about his gun in one-sixth. Oh, man, scrap iron would be <laughs> great. Potentially with a removable helmet with like a scarred up face. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I think you'd have to go that way with it because yeah, they did, yeah, that, you on, would. They did that on 118th figures with the removable helmet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that would be I'd be very interested to see that. Christian, is there anybody that would tempt you? I can think of three right off the top of my head, <laughs> honestly. Well, the first one that popped into my head was a was um. If they could do as faithful, like with what they did with Firefly, a faithful update of a G1 Scarlet. Oh, yeah. I I think I would have a hard time resisting that. But also, and I know he's going to sound basic, but um, a rock and roll. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because you give him sort of, you, you stay true to the design, but give him sort of modern fatigues. Right. But with those crossed belts, a nice, highly detailed machine gun, the beard, maybe just a little bit longer than regulation to give it a little more character, mm -hmm. the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll would be very, very and cool. Yeah. Can you do and, a flock beard? That's the question. <laughs> uh, no. no, no, no flock beard. <laughs> but, but keep Alter keeping... an alternate head with a flocked beard. <laughs> look, you know, I, I, I started with the uh, the GI Joes from my uncle's collection in the 1960s. Right? They had oh, flocked sure. beards. So, for uh, sure. well, well, if three zero but... would do something because Sideshow used to do they would have the regular release and then they would have sort of the sideshow exclusive release that would come with one extra accessory. So mm -hmm. three zero could do the regular rock and roll release. But if you ordered it from a specific retailer, you got the alternate head, ad additional alternate head with the flocked beard. That would be great. And, and I would, because his basic outfit is so basic, even though, you know, like I said, you could, updated to sort of modern fatigues but i think you also include like the hat 
and the button up shirt to give him that the yeah. G2. You could give him the khaki as well. shirt that right. goes over his green shirt and yep. then the, the helmet and the soft goods hat. Well, I don't know. Would the hat be soft goods or would it be plastic? Soft goods. Soft goods, I think. With with yeah. maybe like a, a wire in it to keep the shape right. right? Yeah, because the few 12-inch scale figures that I have, any of them that have had more of a harder plastic headwear always ends up eventually messing up the paint job oh yeah yeah on the figure so and the ones that are soft goods like you know it'll it'll shape right well yeah yeah it goes on a little better yeah yeah so uh yeah this this was a must-have for me i love it i think it looks great tons of accessories and three zero i i own nothing from three zero yet uh, but whenever this is, like I said, available for pre-order from BigBadToyStore.com, my favorite online retailer, uh, currently scheduled for, scheduled for fourth quarter 2022. And last, but certainly not least, uh, in-demand toys and full force, uh, the probably the top tier GI Joe podcast, posted images of Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> lots and lots of questions about this release. Uh, you know, we'll we'll speculate a little bit, but really I just want to talk about the figure and the accessories. Um, wow. So when this guy popped up on your screens, Christian, what was your first thought? Let me pick my jaw up off the floor. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an accessories whore. So. I know. I am too, which is so stupid of me because so many of my accessories are in bins. But I love when I see things like this. The, the, the brain, it just... I need it. <laughs> I, and it's great that it's coming with Mindbender. Well, it's like, it's not just the accessories, but it's the way they're packaged. And yeah, I'm going to open this thing up and put it on the shelf. So the package is going to wind up in a landfill at some point in time. But it's still really cool the way they have it where it opens up and you have like each accessory in a different compartment and it looks all sciencey and futuristic. And it's, it's such a cool presentation. Well, and it's very interesting if you notice in the packaging, the Mars logo is on the left side mm-hmm. which suggests that mindbender is actually a mars employee and not directly tied to cobra well and i i love the fact that the packaging essentially tells a story as well yes well and that's that was what was interesting to me because emily uh everybody knows who emily is if you don't she's the current marketing lead for the G.I. Joe line, Emily always talks about storytelling. And a lot of times you think, oh, okay, that's fun. Yeah, whatever. In this instance, this whole set is nothing but storytelling. This this whole set is nothing but a hint that Serpentor is coming soon. <laughs> well, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the packaging is is super double fancy. 
uh, on the front, we have this interesting slipcover that's kind of a, a diagonal piece that slides off and it reveals what looks like sort of a case uh, with it's the Cobra logo, but it's uh, like a DNA strand, <laughs> which is brilliant. I love it. And then the back of the packaging has big, muscly, veiny mindbender looking like Baron Von Hulk Hogan. Uh, I, I think I mentioned that he has uh, he has the Ox Baker eyebrows. I think in yes. our last episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, but all all of the the back packaging has scenes basically from Arise Serpentor Arise. The just the maniacal dna image while he's got his head in the the i guess it's like the brainwave scanner um <laughs> right i mean uh, it's it's certainly similar it's inspired yeah. by that which makes me hope that like they're not completely discounting the possibility of a dr venom although i'd rather see him in the o-ring line to be honest yeah i don't know if uh, i'd rather i'd rather see him in the super seven reaction line to be honest yeah uh, but yeah, it, it's you've you've got all of the world leaders down there. No Sergeant Slaughter mentioned. Obviously, they do not currently have the rights to Sergeant Slaughter, but one can hope. Uh, you've got Serpentor's cowl on the left. Like this is this is the storytelling that Emily always speaks of. And then the figure itself, like like you said, tons of accessories. We've got uh, this this zombie hand. That it includes a, would you a, not not a vial? What do you call that container? Like it goes in this container, and then the little brain also goes in its own little container. Uh, you have Doctor Mindbender's torture device, and the power pack for it has been scaled down to something that looks like it plugs into his belt. You see that little cylinder down there? It's got two pegs on it. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, I guess that's what so that that connects that's, to the torture device. And which which I gotta say makes more sense than him coming with this big giant box. Yeah, like that. I'm fine with this. That's a little bit of updating. Uh, he's got a skull with a big diamond cut out of the top of it, um, and then these four little syringes aren't they well here's what i think the thing in his left hand i believe is the dna extractor ah and i believe oh yeah those plug into the top of the dna extractor those are gonna get lost so quickly right <laughs> which is why it's important that you have bags from gtbag.com to store your accessories. Uh, and he also includes uh, this this sort of rifle gun type deal that's very, very science. It almost looks like something the Cybermen would have had on Doctor Who. Yeah, well, it's when totally I first looked 1950s. At it, when I first looked at it, I just thought that that was the, the torture device in his hand. And I was but like, oh, no, that's, not, a, that's a different accessory altogether. But what's interesting about it is if you look, there is a peg on the stock so it looks like you can switch that hose out. Mm -hmm. So this is actually ah. a different attachment for the power source for the torture thing. Yeah, because if you look at that hose, it looks like it's probably identical on both ends. So it yes. does come unattached. So a uh, couple of different options there. He's got his crazy knee-high 
boots, his purple pants, his silver, his armored cod piece with his <laughs> chain link suspenders. Uh, the let's talk about the cape. Yeah, that's probably my only hang up. So I'm torn on the cape. I here basically what it comes down to is I'm going to have to see it in person. I believe in this image that we're looking at right now. That's the figure with the accessories. I actually think the top part of that cape is supposed to be folded down like a collar. I think looking at the way the fabrics look, there's a, there's a seam right at the base of the collar. So I actually think that's supposed to be flipped down, which I think will look a lot better. Uh, I, I I don't know if I would have preferred this to be more of a cape attached to maybe a shoulder piece. I, I definitely would have. And I know yeah. that, I know this is more faithful to the original action figure, but the way he's always been depicted in fiction, he's he's got more of a traditional An actual cape. cape right. right. And I think especially with the suspenders, that's a perfect opportunity to put those yeah. epaulets at the top that will hold the cape in place. Yeah, I'm going to be waiting for all the customizers, all the 3D printers yeah, to come out with the well, shoulder this, so it can be an actual cape cape. And this is a soft goods cape. It does, I believe, have the Cobra logo on the back. And if you look, it appears to have a wire uh, so it will be Posable as well. It looks like there's a wire on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. Once this this is okay, but you're right. It probably should have been more of a proper cape. But I don't. Know, but I haven't don't been once, around since the eighties. But so. once you get it in hand, maybe it looks more like a black sleeveless lab coat. Once you turn that collar down. I think turning the collar down is going to help it. But I, 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 once it's in hand, we'll see. And you'll be able I mean, to see the review on the needless things. He YouTube doesn't channel. have great taste. That's true. It's true. Uh, so with that, I believe that is all the news that we have to cover you guys. And that's it for this news-centric episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Uh, We are still playing with our format, and we are discovering that we're going to try some new things. So everybody, please, next week, tune in for our segment-oriented episode. Uh, We're going to see how our content kind of plays out and experiment with different release times, different types of content for each episode. We're going to probably try coming at you with news twice a month and uh, throw some segment episodes out there as a sort of a separate thing. Uh, we're, we're just having so much fun talking about GI Joe and figuring out the different forms 
that this podcast can take, including live recordings at a convention near you. Uh, coming soon to Joe Fest and Dragon Con. But please do remember, music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. Follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Christian, tell us where we can find those lovely photographs. You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. And Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international costuming club that focuses on G.I. Joe. And of course, uh, if you uh, go to one of those conventions we mentioned, you will probably see lots of our finest members sometimes uh, raising money for a great charity called Canines for Warriors. So there you go. That's all we've got this week. But tune in next Friday for more G.I. Joe content you guys thank you so much for listening thank you for sticking with us as we grow and we figure out uh what to do here with audible interlude hit us up on twitter at gi joe audible let us know what you want to hear uh and remember we're available wherever you get your podcasts leave us a review tell your friends about audible interlude and as always yo joe cobra You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.